SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Warning. The following program contains shocking content that may give you way better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Oh. Give credit to Peyton for just, you know, saying, relax. You know, and let me let me be upset about losing here before we talk about uh, Drew Brees. Let Brees announce his retirement before we get into all that stuff. It's Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel. Welcome to Opposite Picks on Sports Grid Radio, right here on Sirius Channel 204, Sirius XM Channel 204, and your local radio affiliates around the nation on this Wednesday, January 20th. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in for the next two glorious hours, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is uh, at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. And you want to email me, go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact, Scott Icon, and fire away. Email, tweets, phone calls again right here on an Opposite Picks to, uh, Wednesday, January 20th. Well, go north, young man. Happy meal or happy days in store for Chief fans. Uh, Watson still wants out. Kyrie wants to get back in. There's your problem. Still getting decent odds. Odds on favorite. How about a Deshaun Watson long shot? And, of course, our daily opposite picks. We'll get to all those stories again, plus your phone calls, emails, little tweets, and uh, perhaps a YouTube chat as well right here on this uh, Wednesday, January 20th. It is the uh, calm before the storm, as the saying goes, hump day for sure. What's up, LLs? How you guys doing today as we uh, prep for a big weekend of NFL football? Uh, you know, it's the two Sunday games, obviously, this weekend. Championship weekend should be a lot of fun. Uh, I'd say most weekends go by pretty quickly for me. This week, it does seem like it's like a Friday already. It really is only Wednesday. It really is amazing. Uh, not that a whole lot has gone on this week sports-wise. A couple things here and there, but maybe that's why. Because they're really, you know, a couple of things with the Mets. You got the George Springer signing last night, uh, or at least the, you know, alleged signing. And it is amazing. The four-letter network is reporting today that the sun is going to come up. Uh, you got pa- uh, Pat Mahomes uh, back in the news as far as his uh, concussion protocol, which really isn't a concussion, but now it is. Uh, you know, and, and to a lesser extent, no one's really talking about this, but they probably should. You know, Antonio Brown might not play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I know they're loaded with wide receivers and tight ends with Gronk and everything. But, you know, listen, he played a big role in that Bucks offense down the stretch. Only had one reception this past weekend against New Orleans, and they still won, obviously. But, you know, without A.B. in there, that, that that's... Uh, you know, it used to be Wes Welker, you know, for, for Tom Brady in New England. You know, that's his security blanket. That that's not it's not even Gronk really. It is okay, where's A B? I'm under pressure or I'm trying to go deep. You know, he's the guy that for whatever reason, you know, Brady relies on, Antonio Brown. And, you know, he only played twenty seven snaps last week. Uh, only had three in the second half. I mean, he was not there. They really didn't even talk about it that much during the game, to tell you the truth. So 
Um, you know, that that to me is a, as big a concern as it is for Chef fans with uh, Pat Mahomes. So we'll get into that stuff. And uh, obviously the big baseball news with uh, the uh, maybe, maybe changing of the guard. I kind of doubt it, but you never know with the Toronto Blue Jays making a big splash yesterday. Deshaun Watson sends out a and all that stuff in the Wetzel Black Cloud as well. That's right. It is a Wednesday, January 20th, six minutes past the hour. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time, as we always do Monday through Friday right here on Opposite Picks on uh, Sports Grid Radio Series XM Channel 204. All right, let's hop into it. We'll start with the baseball stuff as uh, George Springer apparently agrees on a six-year, $150 million deal to join the New York Mets. No. The Toronto Blue Jays, not the Red Sox, not the Yankees, not the Mets. He's from Connecticut. Most people figured that if he was going to leave Houston, he'd come home. Those three teams specifically would have a big edge in trying to recruit him. I know there were some rumors early on about the Red Sox. We know the Mets uh, were going after him. But in the end, he flies north. He goes to Toronto. And as long as he passes his physical, according to reports, he's going to sign a six-year, $150 million deal, which I have to say, that's not that bad. It, it, it really isn't. You know, we've had two major contracts this offseason. LeMahieu with the Stankies and now uh, Springer with the Astros. Maybe just maybe salaries are actually coming back down to earth. You know, instead of the $30, $35, $40 million we were looking at with Trout and, and uh, uh, some of the others from, uh, you know, a couple of seasons ago. You know, LeMahieu getting $15 million a year. For a guy that won the AL batting crown the last two seasons, you know, still only 30, 31, that's pretty darn good. I mean, that that's real good, as a matter of fact. Uh, and, and George Springer, his batting average, you know, is not exactly great. I, I will tell you, you know, if you're looking for, you know, shout-out numbers, he doesn't have them. Uh, lifetime batting average, 270. Most home runs in a season, 39. Uh, 30 only twice in his seven-year career. RBIs never had 100. Now, he's batting leadoff for the Astros, which I thought was kind of weird. But, you know, Major League Baseball nowadays is kind of weird when it comes to that stuff. So, you know, never hit 40 home runs, never had 100 RBIs, and uh, has a lifetime batting average of 270 after never never hitting 300. So, from that standpoint, it's like, well, I wouldn't pay that guy $25 million a year. But if you watch Astro games and you watch Astro playoff games in particular – this guy's a stud. That that's as good a deal as you'll get for as clutch a hitter as you'll get with George Springer. Twenty-five million, believe it or not. So, but a lot to get to on this uh, Wednesday morning. Here's truly Scott Wetzel City in, taking you right up until seven a.m. seven a.m. Eastern time. Keep it that word. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Astros Radio Network from way back when. There you go. A little baseball stuff on this uh, Wednesday, January 20th. That is the subject of our poll question. 
it appears George Springer is going to sign with the uh, San, uh, with the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. So, uh, new kings in town. Now, that is the subject of our poll question. Go to Opposite Picks, uh, get your vote in. I put the three teams in there in the proverbial other early on, either Toronto, San Diego Padres, New York Mets, or others. So uh, go to Opposite Picks, your Twitter feed, get your vote in, and uh, we'll update that a few times before we are through. Uh, yesterday, we posted a quote poll question, what should the Texans do with the Sean Watson? Pretty even split across the board. Uh, keep him on the club ends up prevailing at 32.5%. Trade him to Miami, just under 30%. Trade him to the Jets, uh, just under 27%. And uh, other uh, trading him to a various number of teams uh, at uh, just under 11%. So uh, switching over to baseball today with the uh, George Springer pending uh, announcement. And it is funny, you know, the four-letter network, uh, you know, has to confirm everything. Good old Jeff Passon, you know, God forbid something should. No insider says less than uh, Jeff Passon. I, I mean, you know, you go to him and say, you know, uh, we got all these specifics. You're laying it all out. And then give me some background information on it, uh, Jeff. Oh, well, uh, he, he's set to sign a six-year, $150 million deal. Yeah, we, we know that. You know, why why Toronto? Well, you know, uh, he's he set to sign. Uh, you know, it's a big contract, and uh, I, I think he's going to do well, and uh, it, it's going to be a, a six-year, $150 million deal. We know that, Jeff, but, you know, who else was involved, and why was it Toronto that won out? Well, uh, uh, he, he set to sign a, uh, a six-year, hundred. shut up. You want to slap him in the face? Tell me something. You know, if you're going to steal other people's stories, Jeff, give us a little something more to the story, will you please? BlueJaysNation.com was the first one to report it, not the four-letter network, okay? Not good old Jeff Passon. God, why do we got to give all these guys publicities in our updates? They're phony frauds. Not every story comes out of uh, Bristol, Connecticut. Hate to break it to our guys. Right? Blue Jays Nason, uh, some dude, Jeff uh, Kuhn, who was the first one. If you go to MLB.com, you can go to other websites to get some, some of these stories, believe it or not. They, they grab hold of everything. Don't you realize that? I mean, listen, most websites do that, but it's even worse with the four-letter network. Someone breaks a story. They can't put that on their website. They can't promote Joe Schmo from, uh, you know, BlueJaysNation.com broke the story. So we got to have our insider confirm the story. Oh, okay. Like he was lying to the other people, but he's telling you guys the truth. And that's what happened. You steal other people's stories, and then you're asked to explain how the story got developed, and all you sit there is like a blubbering idiot talking about how, okay, it's six years, $150 million. We know that, all right? We, we got that already. Thanks for nothing, Jeff. But, okay, you go ahead and take credit for this story. Sorry I digress. It's hump day. A little cranky here at 5 o'clock in the morning. Got it. That's why. People ask me, why do I say four-letter network? Because I don't want to give them any more publicity. It's not that I have anything against those people. Never worked there. Knock on wood, maybe never will. Although my daughter, once again, it's a broadcasting, maybe will. Um... You know, but, but it's just every single story. And then they come on the air and they pretend like they know something and they don't. And he says he is the word. I don't know what it is. It's his big head. But he just bugs me more than anybody else on that channel. He, he just because he adds nothing. At least the other guys will sugarcoat it and throw some things in there. You know, he just repeats the same thing. No matter what the, the question could be about the sun, he's going to be talking about the moon. I mean, give me something else. Again, if you're going to steal other people's stories, for goodness sakes, at least add to it, please. So anyway, 
that's the subject of our poll question. Uh, you know, him, George Springer going to the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. You know, you can get pretty decent odds. Now, but let me go back to Springer here for a second before we get into the odds portion of it. Um, you know, $25 million, as crazy as it sounds, uh, doesn't go as far as it used to when it comes to Major League Baseball. It really doesn't. I'm surprised that he signed as little as he did. And I'm surprised that, you know, this is strike two with you dopey Met fans who think that you're going to get yourself a World Series because you have an owner that's one of the richest men in the world and a seemingly, you know, a Met fan. And uh, not seemingly, he is a Met fan, but is seemingly willing to spend no matter what it takes. And it, this is strike two now, all right? You lost out on DJ LeMahieu, who only signed for $15 million over six years, $90 million bucks. I mean, that that's, that's less than three years of Mike Trout. That's less than three years of Jacob DeGrom. That's less than three years of Garrett Cole or Zach Greinke or Steven Stroudsburg or Nolan Arenado, for goodness sakes. I mean, $15 million for a guy who's a lifetime 305 hitter. If you're not going to pay that, you know what are you going to pay, right? I mean, so you struck out on a guy that the Mets wanted to get in, in uh, LeMayhew, and you could have stolen from the Stanky, so that would have been a double win. Now you strike out on this guy. Who uh, you know the Mets were clearly going after for you know for twenty five million dollars a year. I mean, think about that. Now he's not in the, the category as Mike Trout. Although I'll tell you what, <clears throat> you give me George Springer and Mike Trout, I'll take George Springer any day of the week. I know that may sound crazy, but you know Mike Trout has uh, uh, you know you can count on one hand how many clutch hits Mike Trout has, right? George Springer, you know, gets five or six every postseason. I mean, the, the guy is phenomenal. Again, his numbers, if you want to be a baseball fantasy geek, if you look at George Springer's numbers, they're not going to jump off the page. They're not. Like I said, lifetime 270 or so hitter. Uh, you know, doesn't hit like 40 home runs. Does have some power, though, but he's not a 40, 45, 50 home run guy. Uh, they batted him lead off, which I thought was a mistake. Uh, but that that's going to prevent him from getting a whole lot, lot of RBIs. So he's never had 100 RBIs. Only he's had 80 a couple of times. Did have 96 RBIs one year. <clears throat> but, he, you know, and same thing in the postseason. It's not, you know, every single year with him, a lifetime 269 postseason hitter. But he's had some monster postseasons. He was the MVP when they won the World Series uh, in 2017. He's hit 350 and 400 a couple of times in postseason play in some of these series. Had some clunkers. But I'll take my chances with George Springer. A very good defensively, strong arm, put him in center field. He's not Mookie Betts or Jackie Bradley Jr., you know, one of those guys. But he's as solid a center fielder, outfielder as you'll find. I think it's a good deal for Toronto. Uh, $25 million bucks again. It doesn't go as far as it used to. I understand that. But when you consider that Mike Trout signed for $37 million a year, when you got DeGrom signing for 36 albeit a pitcher, obviously. Garrett Cole signing for 36 Zach Greinke still making 35 uh, Arenado signed with Colorado for $35 million a year. You know, Scherzer's making 30 plus Manny Machado's just signing with the Padres. You know, signing for $32 million. Uh, price uh, for the uh, Dodgers, uh, whoever you want to count them for, is in no man's land, $32 million a year. Miguel Cabrera and Albert Pujol still making $30 million a year. Stanton for the Stankies, you know, $29 million a year. Jose Altuve is making $29. You know, Anthony Rendon, who I don't think is very good, I just don't. You know, he's a nice player, but I never pay him the money the Angels paid him. $28 million a year. Bryce Harper is even making $27. Joey Votto, who's never had a big-time hit in his life, is making $25 million. There's never in a million years would I ever take Joey Votto over George Springer. So $25 million bucks. 
You know, it, it that you know you got some you know nice, mediocre, above average players making that. And I, you know, while Springer may be in that category, it, it's 2021, and you know how things are. Generally, these salaries go higher; they don't go lower. So, a uh, good deal for Toronto. Who, you know, that outfield that they have, I tell you what. Now, the, their pitching is is lacking. You know, that's for sure. However. Toronto's one of those teams that seemingly is willing to, you know, spend some money where money is due. You could still get the Blue Jays at 30 to 1 to win the World Series. Do I really think they're going to win the World Series? Well, no, but I, I you know, in a world that we all look for flyers here, you know, the Yankees will still be pretty good. The Red Sox, you don't know about. The Orioles stink. You know, that division is is, you know, for some purposes up for grabs. And you get into the postseason, then obviously anything can happen. FanDuel 30 to 1. Not bad. Not bad on Toronto. Because I think those numbers are going to go down once this deal is officially done. All right, 21 past the hour, Scott Wetzel on a Wednesday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Our toll-free telephone number starting a little baseball talk on this Wednesday morning, 25 past the hour. Scott Wetzel sitting in on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204, uh, and uh, among uh, many other radio affiliates around the nation. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, so Toronto is apparently going to get George Springer. Take a look at some of the odds, some interesting things. I told you, 30-1 to for the Blue Jays to win the World Series. You can get them at 10 to 1 to win the American League, which, you know, listen, if you're going to go American League at 10 to 1, you might as well take the 30 to 1 to win the World Series, right? Even if you have to hedge. If they're going to be good enough to win the AL, then they're good enough to win the whole darn thing, right? I mean, you can't say, well, they got the American League championship talent, but not World Series talent. You know, they can't beat the who the Padres or the Dodgers or whoever it may be. I'll, I'll you know, listen. I get to the World Series, I'll take my chances. I'd rather have a thirty to one ticket on a World Series winner than cash a ten to one ticket on the American League championship winner. So, but they have odds on FanDuel anyway for those, but they don't have odds on the AL East outright winner, which is a little weird. Maybe they don't have the division winner odds yet, Scott. They do. You got odds in the AL West. You got odds in the AL Central. You got odds in the oh, no, the National League. They don't have odds for the AL East, which I find peculiar. And you might say, well, maybe they have to wait till it's official that he goes with Toronto, which I would agree. But then why would you have Toronto odds to win the American League and win the World Series? That's why I say, you know, if you like Toronto, Maybe they screwed up. Maybe, maybe FanDuel got uh, sleeping at the wheel and they figured, all right, we got to pull the AL East down. You know, we got to make sure this happens here because otherwise we're going to have to adjust our odds once he does officially sign. And maybe they forgot to pull it from the World Series and AL Championship because I, I, I would think they would be better than 30 to 1. Well, better meaning lower, really worse if you're better. Uh, I, I think they would be lower than 30 to 1. You know, I don't know how much lower, but if the White Sox are 9.5 to 1, you know, the Twinkies are 20 to 1. The Astros, who are falling apart at the seams, are still 20 to 1. You know, Tampa Bay, which went to the World Series last year, 
probably losing a couple of pieces, including Blake Snell, are 20 to 1. I, I got to believe Toronto would be in that same category. I, I don't think, uh, you know, this time, you mark it down, you know, 27 past the hour. <clears throat> this time tomorrow morning, Toronto will not be 30 to 1. If they sign that deal today, he's got to pass his physical. I would guess Toronto. And, you know, listen, they want to attract customers, so they want to make it so it's at least appealing, but they don't want to give monster odds. I would guess Toronto would be in that uh, 20, anywhere from 15 to 20 to 1 category. You know, their outfield was second last year in home runs, only behind the Dodgers. So they're going to be loaded. I mean, they're, they're like, you talk about a bunch of young kids that seemingly have bright futures, whether it's Pichette or Guerrero. You know, and George is not exactly old either. I mean, you know, you add them so you add a couple of pitchers to that team. I tell you what, they have a chance. You know, I remember the glory days, the Joe Carter days when Toronto, believe it or not, if you say, well, there's no way Toronto's ever going to be kingpins in the American League East. <laughs> Listen, I remember, I remember Joe Carter back to back World Series hitting a home run and everything else. It's, it's possible. Uh, their pitching staff isn't great, but isn't it amazing that FanDuel doesn't have it, but eventually they will. You could generally bet World Series matchups, right? You can bet NBA matchups, uh, Super Bowl matchups. Uh, so your World Series matchup. I mean, I wonder what it would be with San Diego versus Toronto. You know, the, the two new guys on the block. The two guys this offseason and last year, in the case of the Padres, you know, making some splashes. You know, trying to let the world know there is baseball in San Diego. There is baseball, believe it or not, north of the border. Uh, you know, the one little caveat you have with Toronto is you just don't know if they're going to be playing any home games. They may not. You know, if, if the country shuts down its doors again like they've done with the NHL, and, you know, the NHL has seven teams up in Toronto. They can have their own division. Obviously, baseball doesn't have that. So they'd have to find a home like they did last year, whether it's going to be Buffalo again or whether it's going to be some other facility. They might be playing 162 road games. That's not easy. You know, living in a hotel for, you know, all through really February since it's training camp, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, you know, and, and last year went into the November. So that that's nine months plus of living on the road out of a, you know, a suitcase. That's tough. That, that takes its toll. It does. So maybe that'll play into the odds here a little bit. But, you know what, 30 to 1 on FanDuel right now, I'm telling you. We'll check tomorrow morning. I, I bet you it won't be 30 to 1 if the deal is announced. And, and same thing for them to win the AL 10 to 1. That'll probably be down to Yanks are now 2 to 1, White Sox 4, Twinkies 8, Astros 9.5, A's 9.5, Blue Jays 9.5, and, and then next comes Toronto. Boy, Red Sox are nowhere to be found. I would think that would be down to about 7. Six and maybe, maybe you know the American League is just awful this year. It really is. I, I would think that would drop down to about five to one. You know that they might be. Uh, I don't know if they'll be ahead of the White Sox or Twinkies, but you know in that in that vein, maybe sandwich in between the two. But Toronto, as I was saying, they're like the Stanks in that you know their owners are showing that you know if they have themselves a good team, I have confidence that they'll go get themselves a pitcher. If need. I think they'll go get themselves a pitcher to fortify their club down the stretch. So that, that might not be a finished product. So get in now. Good deal. And, and San Diego-Toronto World Series matchup, I bet would be right now about 40 to 1. They don't have them up there, but I bet it would. And once it is up there, I'll take a little flyer on that. Uh, definitely. 
All right, football news. Kansas City quarterback Pat Mahomes, he remains in the NFL's concussion protocol, which is weird because the story earlier in the week was he had a concussion. We, we saw that against the, the Cleveland Brownies, right? Then word came out on Monday that it really isn't a concussion. It's more a nerve damage in his neck, a little whiplash he suffered. All right. Now, yesterday, it's back to him being in a concussion protocol. You know, I, I wish they'd make up their mind. Is he dealing with a concussion or is he dealing with a nerve issue? Which one? Uh, you know, and Andy Reid is playing it off like it's no big deal, which I don't believe for a second. You know, anytime a guy can't practice and he's the quarterback leading into an AFC championship game, I'm concerned. It's more than just poo-pooing it, you know, no big deal, sit on the sidelines, you don't have to practice anyway. Uh, you know, and they did face Buffalo before, so they've done a little work. You know, they faced them uh, you know, earlier this year, week six, a road win at Buffalo, but you know, you want your quarterback practicing. So the fact that he's not, it's got to be a concern, no matter how encouraging it may be for him to play. And you're maybe seeing the odds still on FanDuel because I'm st- I'm surprised. You know, you could still get halfway decent odds with, uh, with the Chefs, believe it or not. I mean, you're still getting plus money on, uh, you know, the Super Bowl odds for them. You know, they're, in fact, the second choice behind the Packers. And even the Packers, I'm a little surprised. You know, you're getting two, uh, two to one, plus 210. And Kansas City's plus 210. Buffalo's plus 330, and Tampa Bay is the, is the long shot right now at uh, plus 430. So, you know, if you're, if you know, if, if Mahomes was 100%, he came out of that Browns game, no problem whatsoever, and threw for the 300 plus yards like he was on pace to, and the Browns or the Chiefs win, you know, by uh, 14 to 17 points like they probably would have uh, had Mahomes stayed in the game then I don't think they would be plus 210. I, I think that's built in that they're counting on him playing, but there's just a little, mm, you never know. You just never know. I think once it's officially announced he is playing, he's 100% healthy, I think that'll drop down. I think that'll go to plus 175 or so. So again, you know, much like Toronto, if you think he's playing and if you think that's going to be the difference, I'd buy in right now at plus 210. Now, if it turns out he's not playing – then that thing would shoot up to, what would it shoot up, Scott? Well, right now they're a three-point favorite on FanDuel at even money, so no big. So there's more money coming in on Buffalo. They don't want to hop off that three. That That's that's danger zone. You don't want to do that because now you're putting yourself uh, in uh, a chance of being in the middle. But, you know, I, you know, you say that. It's not like the old days, though. I mean, with in-game line, when, when there's in-game betting, you're, you're – putting yourself in a chance to get middle to all the time. So I, I don't, really don't know why it would be that big a deal if it did jump off a half a point. That's old school, I, step, I suppose, with lo, your local Louis the Lip. But more money's coming in on Buffalo right now. So there's a better chance of that dropping to two and a half than it is going up to three and a half because you got a bigger vig on, on Buffalo. So I, I would think if they announced he was not playing, pick him. I, I, I would not – you know, in fact – when everything is said and done, I think it would drop to pick them. And then I think Buffalo would end up being a solid point, point and a half favorite when everything is said and done. By the time they kick off Sunday night, 640 Eastern time, Buffalo would be a favorite. Kansas City, although, listen, Chad Haney, as, as a Dolphin fan, you know, he's no schlup. You know, this is not Tyler Bray or some other, you know, stiff quarterback that that's, that's your backup. You know, he's been in the league a long time, hasn't played a lot recently, but he's a second-round over, second round pick, you know, out of Michigan. You know, he, he was a decent quarterback for Miami. He, like I said, he's not as stiff. He's got some experience. You'd like to have had him played a little bit more this year and last year, but – 
Um, you know, you have a fighting chance with him at your quarterback, but I, I don't know if he'd end up getting the job done. I think Buffalo would end up being a solid point and a half favorite with everything is said and done. Green Bay line has dropped down to three. Now you got to lay a little VIG on that, minus 124. It was three and a half at even VIG, you know, minus 110. You know, they dropped it down to three, but you got to lay a little bit more. But it is, you know, it, it, which is basically like buying the hook. It really, it's a line movement, but it's not really a line movement because when it was three, you could always buy that half a point and you got to lay a little extra. And that's basically what it is right now. But interesting. And the over under bumped back up to 51. And uh, the over-under on the KC Buffalo game remains steady at 53, which is interesting because, again, if Mahomes doesn't play, then you got to believe that over-under will drop lower than 53 because they're not going to have the same offense, uh, obviously, with Henny at quarterback than they would with Mahomes. So, interesting. All right, we'll get into uh, – got some decent odds. I got a great, great long shot on Deshaun Watson. That's coming up next right here on Opposite Pick. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. The toll free telephone number eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Poll question is up for this uh, Wednesday. <clears throat> Maybe some new kingpins in MLB with George Springer set to sign with Toronto. Who's it going to be? The Blue Jays, the Padres, the Mets, or the proverbial other? Go to uh, opposite picks. Get your vote in, and uh, we'll update that a couple of times. Toronto and San Diego tied for the lead at 37%. Mets at 21 and other at 5%. Again, opposite picks, and we'll update that a couple of times before uh, we are through. You know, we always look for long shots, right? So, um, got a good one here in this Deshaun Watson thing, which is, I'm, I'm telling you, it's not going away. It, it really is amazing in that... Um, uh, he tweeted out yesterday some uh, cryptic, love that word, some cryptic things on uh, Twitter, obviously, talking about his mother still, you know, preying on his situation, which is a little weird. Um, you know, not, not exactly sure what he meant by it, but it makes you think that he obviously is not happy. As he sent out a tweet yesterday, where is it here on my little storyline here? <clears throat> uh, I've been trying to do, uh, I've been trying to have some patience. I told my mama she should pray on it. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what that means, to tell you the truth. All right. Says we're connected, though. All 
right. Uh, so that those are the tweets. I'm just going to go through a couple of technical issues here. Um, so Deshaun Watson, yeah, sends out this uh, tweet that I've been trying to have some patience. I told my mama she should pray on it. Well, I mean, you know, he's yesterday he's telling the uh, you know Texan fans not to protest, not to rally, not, not to go to the Texans' offices, I suppose, and and uh, and rally for his cause. I mean, boy, what a strange sports city Houston is turning into, right? I mean, between the James Harden stuff, they lose their best basketball player. Uh, now with George Springer leaving, which you know was no surprise, they knew that was going to occur. But that that's now basically official. The best baseball player, this side of Jose Altuve, and maybe Verlander, who's old, is, is leaving. And now you got your best football player, who clearly wants out, and is now sending out these cryptic tweets about praying on it and have patience. Patience for what? For things to turn around uh, and things to get better, or patience knowing that the Texans are trying to trade me right now? So. You know what? Uh, it's going to happen, but it may take a couple of days, a couple of weeks, you know, let the Super Bowl end, that sort of thing. Um, very weird. But if you want to play and put a couple shekels on things, as we all like to do, right? FanDuel has a bet on uh, who's going to get the number one overall pick. Now, why would I, you know, bring that up? Well, because they have the Houston Texans. Well, who's going to draft Trevor Lawrence? Uh, I have the Houston Texans at 60 to 1. So, uh, they don't even have a first round pick, Scott. No, they don't. The Texans don't have a first round pick. However, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars do. The New York Jets have the second overall pick, the Miami Dolphins have the third overall pick. Now, is Trevor Lawrence going to be there for the Dolphins at number three? No. Is he going to be there at number two for the Jets? Probably not. But don't forget what's happening in Jacksonville. Urban Meyer is coming in. Urban Meyer's an Ohio State guy. Urban Meyer wants to win now. You know, he's not getting a 10-year, you know, John Gruden, $10 million a year contract here. He's getting a lot of money, but, you know, he doesn't have 10 years to win. I don't think he has the patience to, you know, turn that franchise around in 10 years. Point is, he wants to win now. So what's the best way for Urban Meyer to win now? Go get himself a real quarterback. Whether you believe in Trevor Lawrence being great or not, the bottom line is it's probably, you know, he's probably going to take a few years, right? I mean, as good as uh, Justin Herbert was, you know, they, they they were eliminated after week 10. Now, they made a nice run to close out the regular season, but they were done. As good as, you know, some of these other quarterbacks, uh, you know, Joe Burrow was, uh, until he got hurt, they still only won a couple of football games. So it, it's going to take two, three years you know, to support, uh, you know, a good quarterback and, and give him the pieces and everything else. However, if you're Urban Meyer and you don't have that kind of patience, you want to win now, how about a... Trevor Lawrence, first overall pick to the Houston Texans for Deshaun Watson. You know, because if Houston trades Watson, they got to get something back that that Texan fan base is not going to just go bonkers, right? I mean, even with Tua, I mean, if they traded Watson for Sam Darnold and even the second overall pick, you talk about just alienating your fan base. They would be Sam Darnold sucks. The Texan fan is not, they're not stupid. They realize that. 
know, so that that they couldn't do that. I I wouldn't think. You know, Tua, God, he was awful this past year. He was, but maybe there's a portion of that Texans fan base that's a little delusional and says, yeah, he was bad, but that's okay. You know, we we still think he's going to be good. You might, might be able to sell that to the Texans fan without them burning the building down. But if you tell them they're going to get Trevor Hartz for Deshaun Watson, now if you're a Texans fan, you're like, well, we love you, Deshaun. You're a good guy. Uh, but have you taken us to the Super Bowl and won? No. Have you taken us to the Super Bowl? No. You know, could you hold on to a 24-point lead last year, you know, in the second round of the playoffs? No. Were you lucky to beat Buffalo in the first round of the playoffs? Yes. Have you really won any other big-time games? No. You know, if you got to go, you got to go. See you later. Let's bring in Trevor Lawrence. So, you talk about all the proposed trades. How about that? You know, it does actually make a lot of sense for everybody. I don't think Urban Meyer is coming out of retirement. No, listen, he's doing it for the money. I, I, I That I do believe. But there's got to be a sense of, uh, you know, the competitive nature, the challenge of it all. You know, do you want to go down to Jacksonville? I don't know. I, I'm just not in love with Trevor Lawrence. I'm not. I know everyone seems to think he's going to be the greatest thing in the world, but this wouldn't be the first time everyone was wrong. That, that's why Vegas is Vegas, and that's why there's FanDuel, because most times people are wrong. And it's the opposite side, hence opposite picks. That's right. So he knows he's got a good quarterback in Deshaun Watson. He knows he's going to get a motivated quarterback in, in Deshaun Watson. You really don't know what you're getting in Trevor Lawrence. You don't. You know, he seems a little soft to me, uh, a little sentimental, you know, still wants to kind of be in college. Probably, you know, if it was up to him, he would have stayed in college. Now, ultimately it is, but we all know the pressures, being an NFL player, making the money, they got a big-time backup that's ready to play. You know, you kind of are, like, forced out. You really are versus, like, if he, if there was a, a rule that said you got to wait four years in college to, uh, before you can come out, he would have no problem with that. I don't doubt that for a second. So I I have my doubts a little bit about Trevor. So if you're Urban and you can get yourself a bona fide big-time number one quarterback and all it's going to cost you is that first overall pick, that's not bad. And if you're the Texans and you have a disgruntled you know employer, in essence, or employee, on your hands and, and you're trying to appease him, but you really don't want to lose him. But if it ultimately comes down to it, you don't want a disgruntled employee. He's going to cause nothing but problems, hence James Harden. Why, you know, sell two of the fan base, good luck. Sell uh, Sam Darnold to the fan base, good luck. But sell Trevor Lawrence to the fan base, different story. So to wrap it all up, FanDuel has odds on who to, who's going to draft Trevor Lawrence and there are the Houston Texans at 60 to 1. Now, I wouldn't put your mortgage on it, but all it takes is one NFL beat reporter whose boss says, Come up with a story. It's hump day. There's nothing going on. Come up with something. I, I, I can't make a tweet out of, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson saying, I'm going to pray on it. That, that, that's not a headline. Give me a headline, give me something. That uh, you know, you can now go on these NFL pregame shows this weekend and say this could be happening. Come up with something. Figure something out. Use logic. That's all these stories are. They just use logic like I'm doing. Does it make sense? Yeah. Would it uh, work out for both clubs? Yeah. Okay. Let's run it.
And, you know, that's how these stories get started. And that's how these things sometimes get started. Maybe they read this. Maybe Jacksonville's like, no, 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 we're drafting Trevor. And then all of a sudden someone suggests, you know, you could have Deshaun Watson. Would you rather have Watson? And then you start thinking, it's like, well, yeah, I guess that would. I don't know. Let's call up Houston. Let's see. Let's get the Texans' reaction. And then the Texans say, you know, we really don't want to trade him, but you know, you're telling me I can have the number one overall pick, though? Hmm, okay. So grab him at 60 to 1. You know, if you're a – you know, I, I hate to tell people how much to bet. I, that That's – scandy cappers don't ever do that, so neither do I. Um, but if you were a – by give you a comparison's sake, if you were a $100 player, would I throw 10 15 20 bucks on it? Yeah. If you're into long shots, why not, right? At 60 to 1, again, it really does make sense. Now, the, the only thing you don't want is for them to draft Lawrence and then trade him. But I don't think they would do that. What would be the point of doing that, right? I mean, uh, th- that would be the worst thing in the world. If you're going to make the deal, then make the deal beforehand and let the Houston deal with the first-round issues. So, but, yeah, Houston Texans at 60-1. to 1. Jets, are, Jacksonville is still the odds-on overwhelming favorite uh, at 40-1. to 1. See, that's where, the, you know, the trick is. There's always some kind of, like, uh, caveat to all this stuff. If you bet on who's going to be drafted number one, i.e. Trevor Lawrence, you have to lay 60 to 1. If you uh, make a play on which team is going to draft Trevor Lawrence, seemingly Jacksonville, you could only lay 40 to 1. And I think most people would say, well, it's going to be Jacksonville, so uh, they're not going to trade out of that. So why would I lay 60 to 1 when I can lay only 40 to 1, right? Well, because that's why. That, that's why you, you get that. You know, I don't think there's any doubt Trevor's going number one, whether it's the Jaguars, whether it's the Jets, whether it's the Dolphins, whether it's the Texans, he's going number one. So it might behoove you if you're really thinking about laying those monster odds. And I never would not, not at those big numbers. Uh, you know, you're better off uh, betting Trevor Lawrence to go number one than the Jacksonville Jaguars taking him. But the Texans at 60 to one, you know, $10 bet's going to pay you 600 bucks. You know, I won't even tell you what a thousand dollar bet's gonna pay. I mean, you know, you can you can make yourself decent little money playing little little hunches like that. So anyway, but he did send out that tweet yesterday saying, "I'm trying to have some patience." I told my mama she should pray on it. Uh, again, I don't know if that means he's thinking things are gonna turn around, and he's hoping he's praying that things are gonna turn around, or he's saying I'm gonna have patience. Eventually, they told me they're gonna trade me. I just have to sit it out a little bit and. Uh, you know, let this thing play out for a little while. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, it's hard to read it to those cryptic tweets that these athletes seem to love to put out there. Uh, they, they just love the speculation. Then they bitch and complain about it like Kyrie Irving did yesterday. We'll get to that story next. It is a uh, Wednesday morning. Opposite picks coming up next hour as well. We'll review how we did yesterday. Cha-ching, cha-ching as we remain on fire. It's an amazing thing. It really is. Opposite picks on this Wednesday morning with Scott Webster. Except Channel 2 sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
All right, it's a Wednesday morning, 57, coming up on 58 past the hour. Hour number one of our little two-hour extravaganza, as we always have right here, Monday through Friday, 5 to 7 a.m. Eastern time, and then Sunday, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern time, right here on uh, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM 204, and among our many affiliates around the country. Opposite picks, always hour number two, but we like to recap it in hour number one. And uh, another fine performance from yours truly, 5-2 and two yesterday. I, I tell you what, we are just pounding out the winners. I mean, I got the boys in FanDuel in Vegas just begging me, emailing me, calling me, leaving me messages. Scott, stop, stop. You, you, you're making us go belly up here. You're giving out too many winners. Over 5.5 Devils Rangers, winner. Denver NBA laying a nine and a half winner, thousand plus two winner. They swept the two game series. God awful, biggest waste of human flesh in basketball uniform. Thousand has won two in a row over NC Wilmington. Uh, Toledo laying 15 against Central Michigan winner and Pittsburgh last night. How about that? Beating the Dukey Pukies. Uh, getting two and a half, really whacked them as well. Winner. Our only two losers, New Orleans in the NBA, getting a six and a half. And uh, Buffalo plus 140 on the ice, uh, losing a 3 nothing game against Philadelphia, which I really did like the Flyers a lot. They weren't going to lose uh, back-to-back games against Buffalo. So 5-2, and two, that brings our overall record for a week and a half's worth of opposite picks since we started it to a remarkable money-making 32 winners, 12 losses. 32-2. and two. Documented, obviously. From the get-go, either on the radio, uh, or really, and both on the radio and obviously putting them on the website. 32-2. and Cha-ching, cha-ching. I tell you once, I tell you twice, I tell you three times and four times. Nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas or FanDuel. Not even yours truly, Mr. Vegas. 